Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounced from the Roadhouse, we're going to talk about Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. Also, you can be a professional line sitter. There's people making bank. Also, in the mailbag this week, there's a friend reaching out to us because his friend is a widower and he's using that to his advantage on dating sites. It's working. That and a whole lot more. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and some stars. Please follow us on TikTok, The Roadhouse Show, and on Facebook, The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. You can also get in touch with us on our voicemail line. Whether you're drunk over the weekend and just have something to say, or you need help with something, or you want to tell us something, anything, 605-389-3456. Bounce from the Roadhouse! This might just be a dream job alert, Brandon. Oh, yeah? Tell me more. Well, someone just did a big profile on this guy in New York. His name is Robert Samuel and what he does for a living. He started a company a while ago called Same Old Line Dudes. Same Old Line Dudes, okay? Okay. He's making a huge amount of money doing this. He realized there was a big market in New York back when Hamilton tickets were huge. So, he said he was standing in line for people. Oh, I get it. So, somebody pays you to go stand in line, like if you want to go to see a concert or a play or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be, but you got to be out there for a day or hours. He said it usually required camping out for four or five days. Yeah. So, when Hamilton was out there. So, that's like $1,000 a day for his services. But for people with a lot of money, that was a bargain. You know? Right, yeah. So the theater eventually caught up and changed their policy, so the person who bought the ticket had to go to the show. Ooh. Wow, that's just rude. But the second ticket could still go to anyone. So Robert and the people he works with got around it by taking people as their dates. Yeah. So now his company offers line sitters for all sorts of things, including concerts, sporting events, or even just waiting in line for the newest iPhone. Oh, wow. Crazy. They also did it to hold spots for COVID vaccinations. Huh. <laughs> That's kind of neat. I mean. What's next? I mean, I go guess. Go to the doctor for people? Like Black Friday, they wake up at midnight and go stand in line at Target for you. So, you know, and then you 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 just meet them at 6 a.m. and the door opens. Thanks for holding my spot. You bet. Have a good day shopping. You know, and then they, I mean, I don't what know. What a great idea. You Our know. Ra- Back in the day, I used to go down to the city and get building permits for people, and that turned into a business, too. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Except for the standing in line, you don't have to have smarts. No. This guy, yeah, you can go stand in line for anything. You just got to have patience, some good games on your phone, and know that you're getting paid (laughs) to just sit around and hang out on a sidewalk. Hey, Mom, Dad, I dropped out of school. I'm going to be a line sitter from now on. They're like, oh, really? Do tell us more. What's a line sitter? They're thinking, is it like in the NFL? You're watching the line? Is it professional volleyball? Is it baseball? No, no, no. I just go sit in line at somewhere for somebody who wants to pay me to sit there. Yeah. And just when you thought, your parents thought you couldn't just sit around and make money. What do you Uh, think uh, would disappoint your parents more? Driving the Oscar Oscar Mayer Wienermobile uh for a living or being a line sitter? Ooh. That sounds like pretty even- but probably the line sitter. Line sitter would be more disappointing? Yeah. Because, I mean, the Wienermobile, that's what? A year or two you do that. It's fun. That's neat. Cool adventures. I'm glad you had your moment in the Wiener. But no, you know. 
If you haven't heard, Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's dress to this presidential Met Gala thing. Weird. Yeah, she had been talking with Ripley's Believe It or Not, and she first put on the dress, and they were like, we don't like this the way this is fitting. It's a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in some certain areas. <laughs> yeah. And so she went and lost 16 pounds in a month. Yeah. And she just ate really clean. She's actually, side note, she's getting a hard time about that. People yeah. are saying, oh, she starved herself. She ate clean. And so what if she did? Good job, you know? So what if she did starve herself? Not saying it's okay, but so what? <laughs> so off she went to try on the dress again. It looked great, so they let her wear it. And I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. A lot of celebrities come up with these really ugly dresses, and they're on the red yeah. carpet, and it's like, ooh, and they end up on the, the horrible dress list. Yeah. I thought it was a really neat, unique idea to wear Marilyn Monroe's dress, and it kind of fit with the whole presidential thing. I think sometimes when I, when I look at something like that, I think to myself, there are artifacts, if you will, or historical things like that. It's Marilyn Monroe's dress. Let's not wear it. Maybe take one that looks just like it. Maybe have one made that is an exact replica, same material, everything exactly the same. I mean, but it's not the actual one. You know what I mean? Because what if something happened? What if she's wearing it and somebody runs into her and there's wine all over it? True. Now, now yeah. we got to try to figure out how to get that out of Marilyn Monroe's dress. You know, like, or what, what if there's an accident and she it burns it or I don't know. You I know thought what I mean? about like, the same thing. I did read that it was a replica dress. Oh, it was? Oh. Not the actual dress. Oh, well, but you can't really believe everything you read either. So no. I don't know if that's true. I think it's funny how they're like, we're not sure how it fits because she's more curvy. I know, yeah. I mean, Marilyn Monroe had her own curves, but, you know, the Kardashians, they put a little, you know, a little more curve too. Yeah, they, they bought some more curves is oh, what they yeah. did. Yeah, they did. But then I also thought, did she have like people following her around with like napkins like <laughs> Yeah. She goes to spill and they could see the wine, like takes a drink of wine and it goes to run off her chin. Not on my watch! <laughs> <laughs> or was she not allowed to eat or drink in the dress? Which is how she fit into it anyway, so it's all good. You can't go to the bathroom, so she couldn't eat or drink 12 hours before the gala? Yeah. <laughs> I am so dehydrated. <laughs> But what was kind of weird is they gave her a jar of Marilyn Monroe's hair. Uh, what? What are you going to do with that? Yeah, what is this, a conversation piece on your coffee table in your like home? she doesn't have enough conversation pieces. True, I know. Here's my Marilyn room. Got some yeah. of her hair in here. Just a room with a jar of hair, that's all. <laughs> she joked that she was going to do some crazy voodoo stuff with it, but yeah, who knows? That doesn't help. Yeah. No. How do you do voodoo on somebody that's dead? That's really weird. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to hopefully wish yourself pretty like Marilyn Monroe? I don't. You oh, Kim Kardashian are. is pretty. That's what we I all mean. hate I, to admit it, but she is. She is. Yeah, yeah. Whether you whether it's work done or not, either way, good job. I know? watch her show. I'm afraid to admit it, but uh-huh. I do. I watch the the Kardashian show. Yeah, and I just look at her, and there's nothing wrong with her. No, oh, and is. I remember watching an episode. Yeah, not too, like a couple years ago, and she went yeah. to the plastic surgeon because she didn't like part of her big toe but like she's picky about herself wow to an extreme level don't you think though when somebody is that beautiful that even having a slight flaw is prettier yeah i, I guess so. is what i'm saying like if her toe is like a hammer toe be like huh, that's actually kind of cute yeah you got a cute little hammer toe there kim because all the other girls that are watching her on tv are envious so they're going through all these procedures to look like her Oof. which isn't isn't that great you know what her biggest flaw is 
when she opens her mouth. There's many types of thieves out there. They're yeah. the ones that will shoot you to get, you know, a piggy bank. Yeah, sliced bread. Yeah, there's ones that'll wait till you leave and take everything that yeah. they want. Then there's the ones like this. They okay. go to your house and steal your things, but they clean up after themselves. Which is nice. There's a gentleman recently that went to somebody's house. They got it all on video of him doing this. <laughs> he he steals their lawnmower, gets it out of the shed. Then he, he fills it up with gas, and they're uh-huh. like, oh, so he's going to take our gas too? Yeah. No. He mowed their yard. Wow. This guy mowed their yard before he stole the lawnmower. Which is sure nice. It says a lot about a person. It does. It's like, hey, I'm going to steal your mower, but don't worry, I'll cut your grass down. So you don't really need to get a new mower for another week. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some you know, some headway mm-hmm. so you can shop around, maybe find a deal on Facebook. Side note, I wonder, did he do sideways lines, or do you think he did, like, the box mow? You know, it doesn't say. Huh. It's interesting. Just kind of wondering what kind of mower he I'm kind of hoping that he did the lines. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I like the lines. Yeah, it looks better. Yeah. yeah. But they, it doesn't say why he mowed the grass. They didn't hire this guy or anything. Maybe he just had OCD. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's that He's that guy. A little bit of a guilty conscience. <laughs> I'm still in their mower. I kind of feel bad. They actually need to mow right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll just mow for him quick. What's even better is he got away. So karma. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He ditched the lawnmower in an alley and off he went. They're still looking for the lawnmower guy. <laughs> but they found the mower? Yeah. Oh, boy. Can you see, does he, does he have like a mug shot up, like wanted, you yeah, know, you can know lawnmower thief? You know it's him because there's grass clippings on his hat. Are you sure you didn't just mow a yard? No, no. Mm-mm. No, I haven't mowed a yard in forever. You smell like a lawnmower and you have grass clippings on your hat. Oh, yeah. No, huh? Not me. Okay, now it's our turn. Our open mic question today was, if you could choose any celebrity, dead or alive, to share clothes with, mm-hmm. who would it be? And this all stems from Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn, Monroe, Marilyn Monroe's dress to that gala. Yeah. Now, so there's people that I would love to share clothes with, but I wouldn't fit into them. <laughs> well, yeah, that, okay. See, that's the big problem here. So that I have to aside. choose like that Roseanne aside. Barr or like <laughs> Whatever. Rachel Ray. <laughs> whatever no that aside no like if you could dress like somebody it doesn't matter if it fits or not maybe somebody custom makes the outfit for you you know what i mean but it's it's an exact replica i would love to dress like courtney kardashian courtney kardashian yeah i can't tell any of them apart so i don't know i don't watch that show enough but they're all good looking they've all got really nice outfits Mm -hmm. they always look sharp and just i don't know like they just went modeling yeah. You look like you could be a Kardashian. You have the similar colored hair with your eyes and everything. They have black hair. This. But yeah, but I mean, it would take nothing from for you to like, in a weekend, go get your hair done. You know what I mean? Like, poof, and you could look like a, a sister or a cousin or something. Oh, well, thank you, Brandon. I really do. Like I a distant, that. distant no, relative. Not, not the second distant. Maybe one distant. Like the adopted cousin. No, not adopted. <laughs> no, definitely in the bloodline. Yeah, no. But anyways, what I'm saying is, is so yeah, so that's- What about who, you? What about you? Me? Santa geez, Claus? No. Just kidding. No, I could do the that keeper anytime I want. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But one of the seven dwarfs. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Which no. one? Uh, Dopey. S- snoozy. Um, no. But really what I think it would be is I, I would love to be able to dress up in like one of them cool looking nudie suits like you um, would see like Hank 
Williams in or nudie suits. Nudie is the brand. It's the name of uh, a guy that makes these suits, those flashy Western sparkly kind of suits that people wear. You see George Jones wearing them, all those guys. It'd be really cool to have one like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> you know, he has one. Bubbles. Yeah. He's the guy with the thick glasses and stuff. <laughs> anyway, it'd be awesome to look like him. Or even like uh, I've always been a fan for the last like long time of just black, 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 black. Ooh. So like dress it up like Johnny Cash in where he would wear like a black. That would be black. cool. Like I like that. I don't have the hair for it. So that's where it would come in. Like could I have the jet black hair that like swoons back like my dad or something like that? That'd be sweet. Like I'd love to have that. Outside of that, I don't really care. Maybe so a bikini. All reality, if we could borrow clothes from a celebrity right now, who could yeah. we borrow clothes from? Currently, right now? <laughs> yeah. Again, I'd have to... It, uh, Paul Blart, mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably uh, borrow some outfits from the closet of Melissa McCarthy. What's the show that she used to do? We could dress up like them. Because I could be the, the husband, you could be the wife. Like, what what was his name? Oh, Mike and Molly. Yeah, Mike and Molly. There we go! Wow! <laughs> So all morning, we've had Open Mic Monday. If you could choose any celebrity, dead or alive, to share clothes with, who would it be? And of course, Deary Knight has worn celebrity clothes. Yes, I have worn. I have worn local celebrity clothes. Whoa. So yeah. Kevin Phillips? <clears throat> no, 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 not Kevin Phillips. Okay. So way back in the day when I was on Hot 93.1, early, early on, this would have been late 90s, early aughts, I was on air with, uh, with uh, Patrick Hayes. And we did a, a wacky zany stunt for the opening day of baseball because the company here had a big old bat. It was like a seven-foot-long baseball bat. And so I held this bat in my hands on, a, on the street corner where Main Street Square is now. It wasn't there back then. Mm-hmm. We had a statue because the statues downtown were just starting out and it was kind of controversial. So we did – I was a human statue doing the bunt. And I was holding the, this bat like I was bunting in baseball. And I was wearing a baseball uniform. I was wearing a World Series baseball uniform from Dick Green of the no Oakland A's. No way. Yes way. That is so cool. Where did because, he had it? Because back then, his wife, Leah, was, this, was the station manager of the radio stations. And he would hang out there. We would hang out with Dick Green all the time. He would come down and he would just like hang out with the, with the on-air staff and everybody there. Coolest guy. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's like, man, I want to be that guy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But he's so cool, and he said, "Yeah, I've got a uniform. Can you get it?" And and I was a little, I was a much thinner than I was now, but I actually fit in it. And I was wearing an Oakland A's base, an actual the, the entire uniform, the socks, everything wow. from back in the seventies. I have a question. Yes. Did they wash it after you wore it? I have no idea. Did they wash it before you wore it? I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it, and it was clean. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Did you eat or drink anything while it was on? No, no, no. But there are pictures somewhere. I got to find them. Did you go to the restroom? Oh no, it was it was tight. See, we were talking about Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. Well, exactly. And how she probably wasn't able to eat while it was on or go to the bathroom. So maybe she didn't eat twelve hours before the gala she went to. Sure. Is that how it was for you? No, 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 not nothing like that at not all. Not that extreme. No, not that extreme. But that yeah, was an awesome story. But yeah, the uh, the 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 thing with Kim Kardashian that dress. I mean, she only wore it for the for the red carpet. They put her in a in a replica later on. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's where I read the, about the replica then. Because that is a very that you know that that's the dress. The happy birthday, I know it, Mr. President. I know it. Yeah, You're making me wiggle. 
boy, you know. Wow, D-Ray. The looks, the looks that Jackie must have shot JFK at that birthday bash. Like, why? What? Why is she doing this? Who is that? <laughs> Who? Is, why is that blonde doing that? Uh, Who? Lucky man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, actually, I have worn someone's famous some a famous person's clothes before and it's really cool i mean it's just like you're going you sit there for the moment you go wow and it was like did they give you a jar of dick green's hair afterwards no what well you know ripley's believe it or not gave kim kardashian a jar of marilyn monroe's hair after wearing her dress a jar yeah Yeah, i don't know how many many strands of hair were in a jar where did they get that i don't know if it's a lock maybe maybe an old braid off her body uh she was murdered well suicide right speaking of the kennedys anyway um that's just like oh yeah that is, I a jar so i mean a jar what of, do you do with that well exactly what are you gonna like it's a conversation piece and that's true what is what's know, what's in the jar marilyn monroe's hair it's like Ugh. what kind of conversation is that gonna spark and you know what i think oh. the worst part about that is the word jar you know, yeah. if you say they gave her a lock of Marilyn Monroe's hair, you go, oh, that's interesting. Even in a plastic, they gave her a Ziploc, you know, yeah. Yeah. like oh. an evidence bag with her, you know, yeah. with her hair in it. That's one. But when, but what struck me is when you said jar. I don't know why. It's like, ugh. Like they canned it. Exactly. Oh, like an old can like, jar. Psst. Ooh. Oh, oh God. Like, like you like broke perfume. the seal when you open it. Oh. It smells like perfume from Marilyn <laughs> Monroe. Yeah, really, 1950s perfume. <laughs> okay, we're done. Grammy. We're done talking about this. I know that sugary cereal is not good for you. I didn't realize it was dangerous. Oh, I know really? you eat sugary cereal, don't you? I mean, I eat cereal. I don't, you know, I don't purposely say, give me the sugariest. Well, there's a college student in Australia. I love his name. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> His name is Harry Long. <laughs> He's in the news because he wrote this story about how cereal punctured his lung. How in the world did that happen? I don't know. Tell us about Harry Long. Well, he says it happened when he was 16. <laughs> Let me guess it's a long story. <laughs> he doesn't like cereal with milk. It makes it soggy, so he eats it dry, like my six-year-old. Yeah. It's a brand called Honey Stars, and it looks like honeycombs, but star-shaped. I've never heard nice. of that one before. But Must be like a cheap knockoff. Yeah. It turns out he was eating too fast, inhaled a piece, didn't realize it. He had severe pain for about 30 minutes, and then his lung fully collapsed. Whoa. Incredible. By a piece of cereal. Wow. Must have been real star-shaped, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He didn't find out what happened until he got an ear infection a week later, <sighs> took him to the ER, and he told the doctor he'd been having trouble breathing. They figured out what would happen. It was the cereal. Wow. He was in the hospital for five days, but says it hasn't scared him away from eating dry cereal yet. So he aspirated a star honeycomb, essentially, mm-hmm. punctured a lung, went on about his business, has a, a little old ear infection and goes in. Yeah. <laughs> like, my ear hurts, you know, <laughs> like a little kid. Yeah. Not long, I can barely breathe, but my ear hurts. You yeah. Know? Eating dry cereal like a little toddler oh, <laughs> gets an ear infection like yeah. a little toddler. Yeah. Yeah, collapsed lung. Huh. Poor guy. I mean, he's had to live with that name, you know. What do you so. think it's going to take to get him to eat, quit eating dry cereal? Collapsed lung didn't work. Maybe a heart attack? 
Well, I mean, hey, let them just keep eating dry cereal. Whatever, it's more milk for the rest of us. Quit drinking my milk then, Harry Long. I I think this story is absolutely insane because I have a six-year-old. I can barely get my six-year-old to go for a three-mile walk. Yeah, yeah. Hiking, he complains the entire time. But this actually caused a little bit of a debate online over the weekend. This couple named Ben and Cammie Crawford, they are exercise freaks. They live in Kentucky. They have six kids, and they run a YouTube channel called Fight For Together. And they're in this news broadcast because they just let their six-year-old son run a full marathon in Cincinnati last week. That's 26.2 miles. His name is Rainer. They should probably change it to Runner. (laughs) Oh! Anyways, it was the first time the whole family had a run together. Their other five kids have done them before. So Ben and Cammie claim he begged them to do this marathon. They never forced him to do it. They also kept checking to make sure he was okay and let him know he could stop if he wanted to. Yeah. Can you imagine a six-year-old running that far? That's just crazy. It's crazy. And then there's people that are, you know, of course, the the trolls online. They're saying that they did pressure him. For example... Ben admitted Rainer was crying when there was nothing left, at, like at the snack tables. You know, I've, yeah. you're in a marathon, you go by, and there's the table of like the gushy I mean, stuff you can squirt in your I, mouth real quick in the know, water. But I've heard from others, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was still six miles to go, and he was, I guess, he was hungry. So they told him they'd get him Pringles later if he kept going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he ended up finishing in eight hours and thirty five minutes. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I look at this like this. A kid is a direct, you know, how the kid is, is is how the parents are. If they're athletic and they run marathons all the time, this is normal to him. Mm -hmm. At six, you don't know anything different except for what your parents show you and do to you and treat you for better or for worse. And in this case, they probably run and obviously they have a YouTube channel. All they care about is their health. That's all he knows. He's like, I guess we're going running today, (laughs) you know? Here's a little recording of what he had to say about it. Some of the training was, like, hard. I fall sometimes. I didn't know if he was going to be able to do it. To watch his little body, it's pretty mind-blowing. Nothing we do is illegal. Nothing hurts anyone else. We really care about our kids' emotional and physical health. Crazy. It's funny, the little kid kind of sounds like the dad. Yeah, he does. They kind of talk the same. It's yep. pretty cute. But there is a age limit when it comes to running marathons. You oh. have to be 18 years old. So they did break the rules, I guess. Oh. Okay. But I mean, like, not that the kid was going to go break any records or win something, right, at this marathon. So what if the kid wanted to run along with his parents, yeah. you know? They have another daughter who ran her first marathon at the age of six as well. She's eight years old now, and she's fine. Yeah. I mean, I could see, you know, the the I suppose if you look at it medically, maybe in a doctor could obviously say a lot more on this than me, but it, the joints of a, of a human body, especially when you're that young, if you run 26 miles, that's a lot of pounding. Well, that's a lot of wear and tear and miles on the joints that, you know, maybe later in life when they're even teenagers are going to have problems or in their 20s that normally only somebody in their 40s or 50s would have. You yeah. Know, something like that. And another argument was, does the six-year-old realize that they have the right to say, I want to stop? Yeah. 
I don't know. I also look at that, too, when they said, hey, we'll get you some Pringles at the end. That kid just learned that, hey, look, I can battle through this. I don't need to eat right now. I can actually make it through the Look what I've done. That is a good point. Look what I can do. Where, like, for me, you get me to go run a mile, halfway through, I'm like, I'm dying. Like, I can't. <laughs> right? But this kid's mindset is totally different. No, I know I'll be fine. I can make it through the end. You got, I got it. Yeah, and then there's my son, my six-year-old. Yeah. I, I walk to go pick him up from school. Yep. He doesn't see the car when we it, walk out to the park and he's like oh man mom we gotta walk yeah we're, we're literally like a street over yeah <laughs> there was a couple in california and they came home and found their house full of birds it actually reminds me of of a story about myself i came mm. home from a vacation in mexico yeah and came home to something else in my home which <laughs> i oh like i said i'll get to that here in a minute but a house full of birds hundreds of birds had invaded their home apparently getting in through the chimney oh and here's one of the homeowners gary talking about this horrifying discovery as we pulled up we were thinking well you know 20 birds or so this is no big deal we opened the door and it was like an alfred hitchcock movie there were birds flying everywhere i mean it was it was crazy we were ducking and dodging i was grabbing handful of birds i grabbed maybe three of them or three or so at a time can't get all that bird stuff out of the out of the furniture so all of the furniture is gone all of the carpet is gone the blinds are gone yeah, everything that's horrible what that if you like be. saved up for years for this vacation wherever yeah. they went and they come home and they got to remodel their home because birds decided to squat in their house. I mean, how did the birds know? You know what I mean? Like, it, say when they're there, on not on vacation, are the birds coming down the chimney going, oh, there's somebody here. So they go back up the chimney or what? And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, they're gone. Let's go. And it's just like party at the birds. Party at their house. Talk about a serious birdhouse. I think these birds were staking them out. They were like, wow, yeah. they're getting ready to go on vacation. They've they've stopped their mail i watched them carry luggage out to their car they're not coming back for a while it's time to ransack this joint (laughs) and then there's bird doo-doo all over everything they have to just get rid of everything it's gross too these were swallows (laughs) hundreds of swallows invaded their home (laughs) through the chimney i'm wondering did they have any pets was there a cat in the house Was the cat, like, hanging out with the birds? Was the cat trying to eat the birds? Did they have a pet bird? (laughs) Maybe that's who threw the party. The bird's like, the cat's taunting the bird. The bird's like, look, don't mess with me. I got some friends. One little caca, and I'm like, I'll fill this whole place up with people, all right? And the cat's like, try me. Try me, you silly bird. You're in a cage, and I roam free wherever I want to, taking naps wherever I want to. Bird's like, all right. All the birds come flying in through the chimney, emptying out a tree. The cat ends up in the tree outside. The birds take over the home. They're laying in the cat bed, eating the cat food, laying on their backs in the sun. The couple that came home in Sacramento and found their house full of hundreds of swallow birds. I want to know which one's worse, that story or the one I'm about to share. When I lived in Arizona... 
We used to get in the car and drive to San Carlos, Mexico, which is probably maybe seven hours. You know, after four or five days in Mexico out in the sun, you're on your way home. You can't wait to get home. You just want to get unpacked, take a shower, maybe hit the bed early. But I pulled into my driveway. I used to get a house sitter when I would do this. And I pulled up in the driveway and his car was still there. I was like, oh, man, because you don't want to deal with the people yeah, after driving yeah. that those long hours. So I, I walk in, and he obviously is not expecting me. <laughs> There's, like, trash on the floor. Oh, man. And then I walk around the corner, and there he is in his underwear. <laughs> and I had one of those couches with, like, big pillows. He had one of those in between his legs. <laughs> And then he had his girlfriend behind him, mm. and she was she was dressed, thank goodness. Well. But then other pillows were, like, thrown on the floor. Kitchen was a disaster, and he had been awesome other times. Well, yeah. So he said he wasn't expecting me. He was expecting me home the next day. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, all the other times he watched my house, what was going on? Oh, yeah. Like, how many people's bills were on my pillow on my couch? All of them. Yeah, I mean, duh. So answer my question, Brandon. Which one is worse? Somebody putting their crotch on your throw pillow on your couch mm-hmm. or a house full of birds? I'd say the house full of birds. Um, the, the crotch thing, you just assume it. Every couch I sit on, I just assume it. That I mean, is disgusting. I lay my head it. on that pillow. Yeah, well, so does he. I think we're pretty fortunate living up here in the Dakotas. I learned how to drive when I was 12 on my uncle's ranch in Montana. Nice. I remember driving a truck through the fields. I don't know if we were herding cattle or what, but that's the very first time yeah, I drove was when I was cows 12. To <laughs> yeah. And I say that because I just read this story about this teacher's aide in North Carolina. He was working at this middle school, okay? Jason Oxentine. And he was really busy one day. He asked a student to move his truck. Really? So this kid goes out, tries to move his truck. I say, try. Because he ends up hitting three different school buses. Wow. Totals the truck. I I saw a picture, like the front end's just like flipped up. Oh, wow. $6,700 to fix the buses. That looks messed up. Jason gets fired and doesn't have a truck now. The teacher's aide's fired? Yeah. Doesn't have a truck. (laughs) Probably has to pay the damages. He also got a ticket for giving keys to a minor. I looked it up in North Carolina. You have to be 15 at the youngest to get a license or to drive a car. Which, I mean, in middle school, you're what, like that possibly on the youngest 11 to 14. So, I mean, yeah. yeah how old are you in middle school? About- I mean, I was 14. I started driving my last year in middle school, and my son starts driving now. He's in his eighth grade. But, I but know, this but, is the Dakotas. Yeah, It's different exactly. here. It is way different here. I mean, I started driving when I was seven. So well, I, I seven kinda, years old. That's a year I older than feel, my son. I kind of feel He can barely yeah. buckle his own seatbelt. Yeah, all of us, all of me and my brothers, my dad taught us how to drive when we were really young. Ranch kid, my dad, and and that just kind of how it was. But, like, so I kind of feel for this guy. Like, maybe this kid was talking a lot of smack in school. Like, hey, I know how to drive, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the teacher's like, here, go move my pickup real quick, you know. That's something my dad did. That's exactly how he, he came up to me. He was sawing on a log with a chainsaw up in the middle of the Black Hills. And he turns to me and goes, Go get the pickup and move it over here. Oh, I said, my gosh. I said, okay. 
okay. Seven years old. At seven. I'm like, you do your bet, dad. And I go running over <laughs> to this automatic 64 Chevy pickup, fired up, somehow back it down this hill in between trees, and I end up in this meadow. Mind you, I'm so young at this point. The only thing I've really driven by myself 100% was like lawnmowers and tractors and stuff. And it was all like... <laughs> A F Hot and, Wheels car. F and R, and there was like a, a bunny and a turtle. You know, that's all I've ever had to deal with at this point in my life. And so I'm looking at what was on the steering column, and it said P-R-N-D-L. And I'm like, R, race. That's what that stands <gasps> for. So I put it in R and just punch it, and it kept flinging me backwards. And then my dad came down and said, no, put it in drive or low is what that stands for, park new. Park well, that would have been nice drive. to know, yeah. Mr. Jones. But I'm seven, you know? So that's how a seven-year-old's mind works. But anyways, I've start, I started driving every day after that. I, I bet you I put a billion miles driving circles and in, in fields and driveways and roads and, you know, just chasing yeah. cows your, and your dad everything. probably had to teach a lot of teenagers how to drive he's like i'm he over did. it i'm gonna start them young he, he did he that's what right his, out of the womb that's what his thing was he said i'm gonna teach you how to drive at seven eight years old while you're still listening to me because when you become 13 and 14 you'll think i don't know anything there's the truth wow that's but, good advice yeah but unfortunately for this kid not the case no see people all the kids need to grow up in the dakotas yeah they do this friday is cmn so tomorrow is going to be a Friday with prank call, cats uh-huh. of the bag, Dr. BJ. So we have moved dummy of the day here to Wednesday. All so, right. Well, there you go. Thanks for giving me the memo. Yeah. <laughs> Would that make today a Werther's Day? Yeah. Like a Werther's Day? Why not? Yeah. Werther's Day? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we've given it way too much thought. <laughs> now we're the dummies. True, true. And we're dummies every day. <laughs> oh, you are not. Stop it. Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Who's our dummy of the day today? Well, okay, so you guys are still doing the stuff with the police, right? Yeah. yeah. Citizens yeah. Arrest. The Citizens Arrest. Our podcast that's yeah. so amazing, and you can listen to it anywhere. Yes. You can Go ahead. Whatever keeps me out of tickets. Yeah, ex- that's exactly right. <laughs> it's like on the East Coast, the PAL, Police Athletic League stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so today's uh, dummy of the day has to do with police, but with auxiliary police officers. Oh, now, are- do they have them here in Rapid, auxiliary police? Yes, I'm part of it. Are you really? Yes. Okay, well, this one could... Could hit home close to home for you, Ames. Oh boy! Because <laughs> okay, auxiliary police are like police, except they're not sworn in officers, and oh. you help out with certain things, right? Yes, that that sort of thing. Okay, fine. Well, in Michigan, there was auxiliary police officers that were in a training exercise. It was a vehicle takedown training exercise in Michigan, and there was an incident that occurred because during this vehicle takedown exercise. A gun from one of the auxiliary police officers was fired, striking one of the participants, one of the actors, in the stomach. Oh! Now, Ooh. when you're an auxiliary police here, are you able to carry? No. No, no, no. That's what's interesting. But apparently in this town in Michigan, some auxiliary police are allowed to carry, but they're not supposed to be bringing their actual weapons or loaded weapons under the training exercise. And what's more interesting about this is that for auxiliary police training in this town in Michigan, it's in Taylor, Michigan, oftentimes the people that are the perpetrators or bystanders are relatives of the auxiliary police officers. Or maybe related to Alec Baldwin. Well, yeah, there you go. 
that the uh, Alec Baldwin was actually the officer involved in the shooting. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been the punchline at the end of the story. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Did I just totally ruin that story for you? Well, yeah. Or did I prematurely... You prematurely ejoculated. I think this list is kind of cool that we found. You know, as a songwriter... Yeah. When you write a song, it's inspired by something. You wrote a song about you and your wife kissing. Yeah. You wrote a song about proposing to your wife. Yeah. You wrote a song about being away from your kids while you're on the road. Yeah. There's always something behind a song. But sometimes... Songs are inspired by other famous people. I've never thought about this. There's 10 songs, we have a list here, written with a celebrity in mind. You know the song, Dude Looks Like a Lady? Yeah. Aerosmith? Yeah. It's about Motley Crue singer Vince Neil. Steven Tyler, I guess, he mistakenly thought he was a woman one time when he was turned around, (laughs) like the back of his head. Dude look like a lady. Song was born. Second one, Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Okay. Kurt Cobain wrote it about Courtney Love's lady parts. Wow. <laughs> Gives you a whole new meaning to the song. <laughs> That's a heart-shaped box, huh? <laughs> righty. Number three, Stuck in a Moment You Can't Get Out of by U2. Okay. It's performed as a fictional conversation about suicide between Bono and in excess singer Michael Hutchins. Hmm. Michael had committed suicide in 1997. That was three years before the song came out. I don't know as if I've ever heard it. So that's very interesting. Number four, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Lenny Kravitz wrote that about his divorce with Lisa Bonet. Oh. I wonder if he wrote a song about when she met Jason Momoa. Mm. (laughs) No, actually, Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa are good friends. Are they? Yeah. Number five, You've Got a Friend in Me by Carole King. She wrote it for James Taylor in response to his song, Fire and Rain, to let him know he wasn't alone. You've got a friend in me. I love it. It's nice. Number six, Love Bug by Jonas Brothers. Nick Jonas wrote it about Miley Cyrus when they were teenagers. <laughs> they were dating. <laughs> Number seven, I love this one, Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani, the banana yep. song. Hollaback Girl. Yeah, this one was about Courtney Love, but not her lady parts this time. Courtney had allegedly criticized Gwen as a cheerleader, so the song was her response to her years oh. later. Hmm. I Kissed a Girl is number eight by Katy Perry. Katy was inspired by seeing a photo of Scarlett Johansson in a magazine. Mm. She wanted to kiss her. Well, I, I kissed feel, a girl and I liked it. I feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number nine, Style by Taylor Swift. Taylor wrote it about her former relationship with Harry Styles, one of her boyfriends, of course. Mm-hmm. And finally, number 10, Obsessed by Mariah Carey. You're never going to guess who this is about. Me. No. Oh. It's about her feud with Eminem. He apparently oh, really? claimed they had dated, even though she denies it. I remember this oh, being in the tabloids. I don't. But that could have been a great match. I mean, they should have done a song together. Oh. You know, vomit on my sweater already. <laughs> that would be like a Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson couple. Yeah. See, it's the new thing. Write a song. I wonder who's going to write a song about that horrible relationship. Yeah. I know it's probably not going to be Kanye. Okay, we're going to put Brandon to a test. There's a new list, and it's been put out, of the 23 funniest misheard song lyrics, along with the actual lyrics, to help us straighten it all out. Mm. (laughs) A few classics even made this list, including Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for the first test? That's my jam. Okay, so I'm going to play a clip of the song. You tell me what they're saying. 
Okay, what did that say? It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We've got each other, and that's a lot for love. <laughs> you got that one right. Yeah. Some people think it says it doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. Heck yeah, don't. <laughs> Neither one of them are wrong. So, one for Brandon. Ivan. Okay, the next one is Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Here it goes. Okay, what did that say? Go Larnick stomach lovers. <laughs> what? A lot of people think it says, got a lot of Starbucks lovers, they'll tell you I'm insane. Yeah. But it says, got a long list of ex-lovers, they'll tell you I'm insane. Yeah, I can see the <laughs> ex-lover. Sounded like I've got a Larnick stomach lover. So, but, hey. You've yeah. only got one point. Okay, here's the last one. Okay. This okay. is Fleetwood Mac's Say You Love Me. Oh, nice. Okay, what did that say? I'm begging you for a little sympathy. Yeah, you got that one right. A lot of people think it says, I'm begging you for a little sip of tea. What? <laughs> I'm begging you for a the little sympathy. The only other thing I thought it might be was, I'm begging you for a little symphony. Like, <laughs> in, a, in my mind, I was like, why would she want to go see Let's a go symphony? Let's go to the orchestra. Come on, I just want to go to a symphony one time. <laughs> so, another one for Brandon. There we go. Brandon wins today. Win Funniest misheard song lyrics. Good job, Brandon. I think there's funnier ones out there, too. There, yeah, there's we'll do a lot this of again. Them. We'll do this again. There's a long list. There's a bathroom on the right. Okay, it is Roadhouse Mailbag time. First of all, if you need a question answered, you can send it to our voicemail line, 605-389-3456. You can leave a message there. We can play it or not play it. Just let us know in the message if you want your voice on the airwaves or not okay okay here is today's this is kind of crazy and i don't know how i feel about it here we go i have an old college buddy whose wife unfortunately passed away a few years ago relatively young she passed away before they began to have kids so it was only him that she left behind about a year ago he decided to jump back into the dating pool when i caught up with him over the holidays I asked how dating was going, thinking it'd be a lot harder these days. He told me he has women throwing themselves at him. Now, granted, this guy is no Ryan Gosling, but he's in good shape, has a good paying job, has a decent sense of humor, and is still young in his lower 30s. But this is not a situation that occurred with him while dating in college. Something has obviously changed here. His theory using the word widower in his dating app profile is like tossing dynamite into the dating pool. Ever since then, I've been thinking, what if this guy had kids too? If his dating profile said widower with kids, would it be much worse? So my question is, are chicks into widowers? And are they even more into widowers with kids? Wow. I think women do like it. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Because but women are nature nurturers, right? I, w so. I would be attracted to that, especially if he had kids, because yeah. then I wouldn't have to do all the work having the kids. It's, yeah. a, it's a strange way to look at it, but it's true. Yeah. Well, and everybody's given different situations, right? Some women can't have children. Some women can. Some women, maybe it's past their prime. So they see a, a spot like that. They're like, wow, I can, I can fill a void as a mom, and I can be a great wife and a great mother to these children. And I and that woman feels confident in that, 
Like I can do this. I can step in this. My if this guy's not a complete d bag, I can do this. You know, so I could see it being appealing. I think it is. I think it's. He's I think it's attractive. Something. He's on to something. And it's it's there's truth to this. Before I got married, and there's no ring on my finger. Girls are like, whatever. They'll talk to me. Whatever. It's no big deal. Put a ring on that finger. All of a sudden, ladies are like, hey. Look at it this way. If you put a man who's been divorced. And then a man who is a widower next to each other, which one are you going to gamble with? The widower. Well, it also kind of depends on what happened to the wife. True. (laughs) Uh, We want your feedback. How do you feel about this? Would you be attracted to a man that's a widower over any other guy? And if he had kids, would that be even more appealing? Let us know. You keep your six-pack abs and you have kids already. It's like, boom, you don't got to fight with the ex. We're trying to answer this question from the Roadhouse mailbag. This gentleman's putting on his dating website. A friend's kind of ratting him out. And he's putting down that he's a widower. And it's working. He's getting a lot of girls by using... He's not lying. He is a widower. And uh, it's working. The friend thinks it's messed up. And I think it is attractive. I'm being honest. If I was on a dating app and I was single and I came across a widower, I'd be like, hmm, you know? Because some men when you get to an older age in your 30s, are divorced, and you kind of picture them having issues. Yeah. A widower, that might be something different. Unless, like you said, depends on how they passed away. Where'd the wife go? She suddenly disappeared. Maybe that's not (laughs) a guy you want to be around. So far on the text line, the women are saying that a widower is more attractive than the other men. Because you don't have the ex drama. Uh, You do have the grieving, but... I mean, that fades in time. we got a couple open mics here. Let's see what they say. So I don't think a, a widower in his 30s is undateable. Honestly, it would be what is written in his um, description, which would say yes or no to me. You know, he's a really nice guy. I And he didn't have kids. I would have no problem with him being a widower. If he did have kids, depending on their age, like if they're 15 and older and about to be out of the house, maybe that's something too. Um, but yeah, that's right. I'm on that one. <laughs> Probably someone that's been divorced because at least they've got experience in how it hopefully should be done. Because, <laughs> I mean, the guy hopefully should know how to treat his next wife better. Or, and if she's crazy, I mean, we all have a little crazy. can add some spice to it too. <laughs> So it seems like everybody's going for the widower, but here's somebody that's obviously thinking about it differently. And I think we have time for one more. Probably the the widower, because he doesn't have an ex and all the drama that usually comes along with somebody who's been divorced. Turns out it is appealing. Women kind of want that. I think where this would get messed up if guys are lying about it, like they're saying they're a widower. Yeah. And they're not. Because a lot of guys, people, male and female, both on dating sites lie, right? Mm-hmm. They'll stretch that truth a little bit. They'll, you know, I'm pretty rich. I've got a really nice fancy car that they rented one weekend or something like if that. If they're on there for know? the wrong reasons, yeah. So after hearing this, don't go on your dating site and put that you're a widower. Yeah. Because they're going to find out eventually. Exactly. Even if you don't think you'll ever run into your ex, she's still alive and it will happen, I promise. But for the question... Should you be worried about your friend because women are falling at his feet because he's a widower? I don't think so. First of all, he's probably been through a lot. He needs to get out there. You know, it's probably a good thing that he's 
that he's getting out there and dating. It's a good sign that he's healing through the grieving process. And if women are more attracted to it, then so be it. It's Prank Call Friday, and we got a little message from a mother Mm -hmm. whose daughter was turning 18. Yep, she's a friend of mine. She said, can you do something funny for my daughter's birthday, maybe prank call her? I'm like, oh, I'll bring my buddy Matt in. He loves to make prank calls. (laughs) Yes, I do. Let's give her a call. What's her name? (laughs) Okay, we're going to give Lexi a call. Let's go, Lexi it is. Hello. Uh, yeah. Hi there. This is Matt uh, with uh, VK and Destiny. Uh, is this Lexi? This is her. Oh, hey. Uh, somebody said that you just turned 18 a while back and we got you signed up and you won some. Sorry, what did you say? Somebody said you just turned 18 and uh, they had signed you up for to win a prize uh, after your birthday. It's now that you're like an adult and everything. So, yeah, you're the winner. (laughs) Oh, what did I win? Yeah, no, yeah, you won a trip of a lifetime. No kidding, right? I'm just letting you know you want to try. Are you ready for this? Prepare yourself. You want a trip for two to Cancun. (laughs) Yeah. How cool is that? For free? Yeah, it's a trip for free to Cancun. Now, (laughs) it's going to get hot there. You might want to bring some sunscreen. (laughs) Who are you gonna take with you? Um, probably my sister. Oh yeah, is she eighteen. You gotta have an eighteen-year-old with you. <laughs> okay, yeah, that works perfect. Oh, boy, that's super nice. That's awesome. Now I should say this: <laughs> it's not Cancun, Mexico. It's a little ranch outside of Gillette, Wyoming. <laughs> Some people get confused <laughs> all the time with this, and they're like, "Oh, it's Mexico," and they're wanting to bring all their stuff. But no, it's a horse ranch. You got to come out there. You're pretty much like going to come help take care of the horses for a couple of weeks, and uh, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. They put you to work. You're bucking hay. You're breeding the horses, and you're combing them and everything it's awesome oh that sounds so funny yeah and then uh you could stay as as long as you want uh because you know everybody kind of gets into it after a couple of weeks <laughs> of shoveling horse poo you're kind of like hey this is my life i love this you know i you never want to be done <laughs> that's my joke yeah. you know you never you want might, a horse done but uh but you yeah might wanna give the, you might want to give the trip to someone <laughs> What do you mean? You don't want to go to Cancun over in Wyoming there, a little horse ranch? <laughs> you get to pet horses. What kind of deal is this? But Yeah, yeah. that works for me. It sounds fun. But uh, I think it'll be great. Uh, I think there was, let's see here, who signed you up for this? Her name is Michelle. Is that your sister? Is that who you're taking? Oh, that's my mom. Oh, that's your mom. Oh, well, then she's probably the one who wants to go shovel some horse done with you. <laughs> probably. I'd probably have to take her. So when did you turn 18? Um, Today, actually. Oh, so it's your birthday today? Holy crap. Look at that. You're already winning <laughs> trips to Cancun. That's nice. All right. Well, here, I got a little gift for you. Are you ready? Five, six, seven, eight. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lexi.
Happy birthday to you. I'm just kidding, Lexi. This is Amy and Brandon. What up? Hey. <laughs> your, mom, your mom totally signed you up for a prank call, so we thought we'd call and pretend like you won a trip to Cancun, the horse ranch. Oh my gosh, Brandon, you literally killed me. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. I can't family believe you're 18. If you want to come. <laughs> we'll say I that know. again. I said family dinner at 6 o'clock if you want to come tonight. Oh, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, happy birthday. I thought I recognized your voice. That's funny. <laughs> I knew I did. We Thank love you. you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. The world wants to know about Brandon's vasectomy. I doubt it. <laughs> you and Megan are wanting to have a baby, or Megan is. Yeah, Megan definitely. And I mean, I'm okay with it. I'd be lying if I said I'm not extremely like, yes, let's go. But I'm not against it either. You I'm know, I kind of it. feel like I'm part of this, so I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for you yeah. and Megan to have a baby. I mean, it is what it is, but uh, we sure have been trying, but no, nothing's unhooked yet, so nothing's going to be Can you give looking. us a, a little bit of an update? What's going on? So, you know, like I said, the last time we talked about this, went into the hospital here or to the urologist here, talked about getting them reconnected, found out the price was a little high for us to have it done. We talked about in vitro fertilization. Again, that's kind of expensive and not guaranteed and all that stuff. Um, then the wife did some research and found a place in Utah that is a little bit more cost effective. So we are exploring those options there. It's like, uh, according to the phone conversation and the website, it's $3,000 oh, to nice. get it reversed, which is, I mean, I guess affordable and then, or an extra 500 bucks if they have to knock you completely out. Or, Are you going like, to want to be awake for I'm a vasectomy? Like, well, so that's where I was at. Is I'm like, I don't want to be awake for a reverse <laughs> vasectomy while you're down there fiddling around. Uh, I'd sooner, what's that noise? What's that smell? Yeah, I'd sooner just not be around. We're good. Like, knock me out. Wake me up when it's over. Let me know how things work. I went. wonder if your legs are like in stirrups, like when... A female goes yeah, to the doctor. They are. Your legs are up in stirrups. When I when I got the vasectomy, that's how it was. I'm in stirrups. He hurls up in next, you know, up up in between the legs and gets after it with a soldering iron. Were you awake for that one? Yeah, yeah. You were. That was all of about a ten minute situation. I mean, we were three minutes into the process, and I said, "Is it too late to back out of this?" <laughs> and I knew he'd already clip clip like it was done. You know, he was putting in wire clamps and everything else. But yeah. But so that's kind of where we're at. Um, I know. I can't believe the response we're getting from listeners. There's so many people out there, Brandon, that are going through this or that have been through this, and they're giving their advice, yeah. you know, their two cents, what yeah. you could do. So yeah, I think that's pretty neat that and you're sharing this story with everybody. Like people who are asking for for those that know about D's, um, is <laughs> is. Is the vasectomies, once you get one done, they say after a 10-year window that it's not as uh, positive that it will re, once you rehook it back up, if it'll work. And so I am, I'm on the 13-year span of this. So, you know, there's definitely some complications. It's a long road ahead. Uh, I've got a busy summer, so I can't get this done this summer. So we're talking fall before I get D's worked on. Okay. So. And I do know people that have done this in the past that have been 10 15 years in yeah. and it has worked yeah it, it's not saying it's not going to happen but they're like hey just so you know 
there's a it's a percentage thing you know yeah. it starts coming down and just fyi you know before you go getting your beanbag cut into so yeah the swimmers they're they're, they're like are you gonna let us out are you gonna let us out are you gonna open the gates yeah you think they're I'm doing sure, that i think it's why i'm they so hear chubby you. I think it's why I'm so chubby, because that stuff's been just going out into my body. I got babies all over. You're like Nick Cannon on the inside. You may be owed some money. I sound like a Better Call Saul commercial. Nice. <laughs> Saul, good man. No, the makers of TurboTax are going to have to pay $141 million. And I've always wondered about this, because I've used TaxAct.com, and they're like, it's free. And then you go through the whole spiel, and you end up having to pay at the end. Yeah. Oh, it's super annoying. Yep. Well, they're having to pay $141 million over misleading ads suggesting their services were free. This caught my eye. I'm like, I'm going to read more. The company had been sued by attorney attorney generals in all 50 states for promoting its services as free, only to steer users towards its paid products instead. Wow. So you might be entitled to a share of the settlement. It, I mean, it's not much, but it's a good way to stick it to them. Anyone who used the TurboTax free edition between 2016 and 2018 was told they had to pay to file could be eligible for a payment of roughly $30. Wow. <laughs> Get in line, folks. Holy cow. Yeah, $30. But I mean, $30, it fills up your tank a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it gives you four gallons, but it's like, you know, <laughs> the thing about it is, is it's not so much about the 30 bucks. It is about sticking it to the man. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? It's a couple lunches. Yeah. And how many, the, the more people you can pile on that pays $30 to, the harder it is for them because they lied. Yeah. They lied. Quit lying. Anything that has to do with taxes, boy, yeah. sign me up. I'll take them down. I, th- I say we take down the IRS next. Yeah, let's go. You lied. You lied to me mm-hmm. because I paid you money and I don't know why. Why You, do you I- took my money. You stole my money. I'm taking you to court. I think we should call Saul Goodman on this. It's time for our Tuesday Teacher Spotlight. First of all, if you know a teacher you would like us to talk about, I think the best way is to call our voicemail line, which is 605-389-3456. That's the best way you can record your voice on there. We can share that. Or you can also text to that number. That number one more time, 605-389-3456. Now, Brandon, you found a pretty, pretty cool story. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite teachers growing up allowed us to bring in snacks, to, to class we could bring in whatever kind of snack we want and just snack on it but her one rule was if you bring in a snack you got to bring enough for the whole class nice. that was the deal right so if you brought in a pack of oreos you might as well just bring in the whole package of oreos because you got to share with the class you know and it was kind of nice but it really did limit how many people brought in snacks because they're like i can't bring in just one you know fruit pack or whatever fruit snacks i have to bring them for the whole class so that's what this teacher must have been. Katie Bloomquist from South Carolina, she captured a lot of national attention just recently when she surprised the students uh, with hundreds of custom-made bikes that she helped purchase through a GoFundMe campaign that she did on purpose for this. Then the school and all the officials of the school were able to hide it under some parachutes and stuff like that they used for gym class, and they finally surprised him. She wanted to like do it for Christmas, but unfortunately, you know, getting everything in, getting on the bikes and all, all the money donated and everything purchased, it took quite a bit. So they weren't able to do it until March. And they made the big reveal on every kid in her school is able to take a brand new bike home. Oh, my gosh. So it wasn't just like 
one snack, sharing a snack with the whole class. No. It was, wasn't was just bringing yeah. one bike. It was bringing a bike, a bike to the entire, entire classroom. That is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. she. I mean, she put in a lot of time and effort outside of just, obviously, she's a teacher. She obviously has to grade all, this, all the tests and all the paperwork and all the stuff. But above and beyond that, like a normal teacher, like every teacher we know, they go above and beyond and do something amazing like this. Yeah. Also teaching the kids how to give even when they don't have things to give. You can yep. find ways to give. Yep. Wow, that's exactly. so cool. That's what we do on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, it's your Tuesday Teacher Spotlight. And we did get a message from somebody saying, it would be nice if you would showcase local teachers. Well, we would love to do that too, but you have to send us the stories. Again, that number, you can call and leave a voicemail with your story, 605-389-3456, or you can text the story to that phone number as well. It's a feel-good moment with Amy Rose. I asked my dad if I had ever made him cry, and he said once. He told me that when I was three years old, he laid out a pen, a dollar, and a toy to see which one I would choose. Many cultures do this, and it represents what you will value the most when you grow up. The pen is for intelligence, money is money, and the toy is for fun. He said that I just sat there and stared at the items, and he sat across from me and waited patiently. According to him, I crawled towards them. He held his breath, and I pushed everything to the side and went right into his arms. He didn't realize that he was one of the choices, and that was the first and the only time I made him cry. It's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.